Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzo. We're breaking it down. We're talking March Madness. The NBA trade deadline is going on uh, right now as well. So basically, we should probably just check out and see what Woj is uh, tweeting in the late night hours. Um, and, and listen, he's not the only one. Uh, but let's check in with Woj, and we'll make the uh, we'll make the rounds uh, right now. And I bring this up because Woj. Um, Woj is all over the Toronto Raptors situation, and being a uh, Raptor fan, uh, being a Kyle Lowry fan, I'm very, very curious to see what's going on here. But the Raptors have lost nine straight games. They're in 11th place in the Eastern Conference. Um, if the NBA draft started uh, today, the Raptors would be picking 10th overall. So listen, you won a championship, you're playing in Tampa. There's not a hope in hell, all right? There's not a hope in hell uh, that you're winning the NBA championship this year. So right now you're picking 10th if you're the Toronto Raptors. You're a hell of a lot closer to, to the top uh, of the uh, the draft and the bottom of the standings than you are you know, the other way around. I think if you're the Toronto Raptors, you pull the trigger. And it's amazing because I think this team can compete even as is, but they seemingly have quit on each other. I think they want out. A lot of their contracts are up. They're playing in another city uh, right now. And it was brought up by uh, by Max last night. I said they're all living in hotels. And he said, no, they're living in like rental homes. And it's true. It's true. Some of them with families have homes and stuff like that. But it's, it's not their home. You know what I'm saying? It's rental, furnished places and all that type of stuff. It's not like they're not living in Tampa. It's It's temporary. It's just, and as I say, the Masai Ujiri, the uh, general manager who did a great job building this uh, this operation, but he hasn't signed a contract, and you know, more and more it appears like I think he's going to go. And listen, they've got a good guy in Webster to hand things off to. So long story short is, I believe that Kyle Lowry's getting traded. The Miami Heat are the front runners right now. The sticking point is obviously, well, who are you going to give up? And uh, the Raptors want Tyler Hero. The Miami Heat want to give up Duncan Robinson. Speaking of Michigan, late night anger management class. Bring it. We are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage of all major sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. As you continue listening to Sports Grid, ask yourself and be honest. Am I listening enough? 
Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. It's all set. They got the bug boy out. They got the bug boy The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? You say you will, but you won't. Late night anger match. Rick Fox continues. This is Sports Rage Level 3. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. We throw it down. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, we've got Twitter loaded right now. And it is the late night hours. So, um, you know, we want to keep everybody completely up to date. So the two best in the business, Woj and uh, Shams, of uh, course. So um, let's let's see what uh, Woj is uh, saying right now. So Woj is really focused in on the Raptors right now. And, you know, like, you know, he's active over the last couple hours, currently, you know, discussing the Raptor situation. And I know we have a lot of Raptor fans who tune in. We have a lot of Raptor haters uh, who tune in. (laughs) So um, as far as the Raptors, it looks like it's the end of the line, guys. It looks like it's the end of the line. And it's amazing because it was only about 20 months ago, less than two years ago, that I was in a sold-out arena and the Raptors were about to win their first ever championship. And you think of like the parade in which there were literally 5 million people in Toronto to less than two years later, to them being in Tampa, losing nine in a row, getting blown out by a team that lost 20 games in a row, and the heart and soul of the franchise set to be traded. So as far as Kyle Lowry, listen, I love Kyle Lowry, but he is 35 years old. Right, And Kyle Lowry is a free agent, guys, at the end of the year. So it's an interesting scenario in which if you trade for Kyle Lowry, you sort of have to agree to be giving him a contract here. Like, because I don't know if Lowry just wants to go into the free agent pool type of thing and just, you know, I think he wants to pick his spot, right? So it's an interesting dynamic. That's the whole thing. I, I can see why there's complications. If you're the Miami Heat, what are you doing with Tyler Hero? You're not, you're not, you don't want to lose this kid. You know what I mean? Like the whole point of like getting was getting better, not losing him. But I like Hero. Hero shows flashes where the kid's amazing. And then he also shows flashes where he's on Instagram too much with chicks and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I think the Miami Heat are sort of on the fence with this. Uh, it's like, because that's the thing. Everybody gets paid in this league, right? And you got to pick and choose who you're going to pay. And I hate to say it as a Raptor fan and as someone that loves Siakam, it looks like Siakam screwed the Raptors. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, they gave him the big money, and he's fighting with Nick Nurse. It's been going on all year. Remember earlier, he's been disciplined a couple of times. It's been going on forever. He was terrible in the bubble last year. He's been moody. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you got $126 million fast, all right? Like, you won a title. You got everything quickly. You, he has not handled, like, adverse. He doesn't handle adversity well. Let's just call it out for what it is. Like, if you're the Raptors, are you saying, oh, don't worry, we have a star in Siakam? No. You're saying, I don't know, is he going to show up tonight? Or is he, what kind of mood is he going to be in now? Right? I mean, this is unraveled. 
Nick Nurse is a nice guy who's lost control. And, dude, Lowry's gone. Lowry's gone. I mean, Lowry said the other day, whatever happens, I'll retire after no matter what. I mean, yeah, the writing's on the wall here. So, um, I mean, there's also talk. There was talk of Lowry, <laughs> Lowry going somewhere and then re-signing with the Raptors in the offseason as a free agent. Right? So there's all kinds of crazy stuff being tossed out here right now. But don't forget, Lowry is from Philadelphia, but it doesn't mean he wants to play there. Although word is that he's not against it. I think supposedly Miami is number one on Lowry's uh, wish list right now. Um, Woj is reporting Philadelphia has discussed separate deals uh, with Toronto about Norman Powell. I'll tell you what. And I know Norman Powell well. I'll tell you what. Norman Powell is like a wide receiver, bro, on an NFL team that's like the number two or number three guy that has a bunch of good games and stuff and people give him money. And I see, what a coincidence. Listen, Norman Powell made a couple of plays along the way. He helped the Raptors win a title for the most part. And listen, this is coming from someone that loves this team. A former UCLA Bruin here, pal, and knows this team well. Powell's been a big underachiever, all right? You see the talent that Powell has. So Powell having his best season right now. 19.7 points a game, shooting 43% from three-point land. Where was this before? Whoa, what a coincidence. No, 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 it's just a coincidence, right? No, well, as they said in Batman and as sports talk show, as a sports talk show host and as a gambler, I'm not allowed to believe in coincidences. And I'll tell you what. Oh, Norman Powell's a free agent. That's Norman Powell for you. That's Norman Powell for you. He did this when he came into the league. He coasted. He did nothing. He stepped it up a bit. He got another contract before. And now here we are again. You know, he steps it up big time right now because he's he's about money. And I listen, it's all about money. I, I'm not calling him out for that. But he's a free agent. So he's racking up all these stats and stuff, and he's going to get big money, and the Raptors aren't going to sign him because they already gave money to Siakam. And I tell you what, I, I, the Raptors know who Powell is too. So someone's going to give Powell big money, but he's not going to score 19 points a game for you, I guarantee you. So um, Powell looks like Powell's gone too. And you know, they're going to keep the nucleus of OG and Anobi, who's inconsistent, of Siakam, who's flaky, and uh, Van Fleet, who's good, but Van Fleet's more of a sidekick than a number one guy. But with all that being stated, the Raptors have the 10th pick of the draft as of now. They get rid of Lowry. They get rid of Powell. Um, they're going to be even worse. <laughs> okay, so they're going to be even worse moving forward. And I don't mind. They wanted to, I think of the Raptors like the Colts, guys. I think of the Raptors like the Colts, in which, remember the Colts won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, and then they were terrible, and they realized, they're like, you know what, we suck, man. And we, the Manning's gone, but we don't suck. We have a good nucleus here, but let's suck here for a year. And boom, they got Andrew Luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then boom, they were right back. Hey, we're back again. Right? Like, if I'm the Raptors, I'm thinking this right now. Van Fleet's good. He just has too much weight on his shoulders right now. Siakam's a problem they're going to have to figure out moving forward. Um, OG is good, but he's a sidekick player. Yet, if you're the Raptors, you don't get an opportunity 
And the Raptors do a good job drafting. They've gotten good players late in the draft. Siakam, Flynn, you know, and Malachi Flynn. Like, they've done a nice job at the draft, so you have faith in them. So now you give the Raptors, like, the sixth pick in the draft. And now with these trades, imagine if the Raptors could get two, three first-round picks out of all this stuff. And then they go into the draft this year with OG, Van Fleet, Siakam, and three first-round draft picks. Now you're talking. And a free agent class that's big, and the Raptors have a ton of money. Voila, you have a new team again. So Philadelphia and Miami also interested in Norman Powell. But I'm telling you what, Powell is a nice rental right now, but he's playing you. He's playing you. Like, he won't be like that guy. He's, he's like, it's the, you know, we've seen it. We've been around sports a long enough time to know this, right? Uh, that, you know, especially in the NBA, guys are like magicians with this. It's funny how they all get better around All-Star weekend and All-Star voting. And they all get better. <laughs> they, all, they all seemingly get better uh, when they're free agents. All right. So, other, honestly, Woj doesn't really have very much uh, going on right now besides the Miami Heat Raptors stuff. Uh, Shams is all over the Raptors and Pascal Siakam uh, right now as there's a controversy going. Um, all right. Shams reports that um, the Bulls are listening to offers for Lori Markkinen. Aaron Gordon wants out of Orlando. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So many sports, so many memories, so many players, so many teams, so many great matchups, so many possibilities. Now, are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loud malcontent. Level three continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. Jerry Palm is going to step up and in. At about 10, 15 minutes time. The fact is, this is a day away here now. Like, this is real. It's getting real. And um, what we know is that it looks like the Raptors are about to get blown up. Uh, right now and rightfully so <laughs> rightfully so they had their chance they're in Tampa they're not winning Lowry's 35 he's a free agent Norman Powell's a free agent Norman Powell's not resigning with the Raptors the Raptors can't afford to pay Norman Powell they could but it would be wrong and uh, they're not going to do it so you might as well trade him and like I said he's averaging 19 points a game right now so I'll tell you what there's, you know, and rumors and stuff, and I don't, I only believe Shams and, and Woj, so, but I'll tell you one thing we do know. Porzingis and Dallas aren't getting along. 
All right. And the Mavericks don't believe in Porzingis. Porzingis is like unfollowed them on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, it's not pretty. Porzingis said, oh, I show up every night. It's a business type thing. It's one of those things now. And I know that Masai Ujiri has always loved uh, Porzingis. He tried to get Porzingis from the Knicks for DeRozan before. Good thing it didn't work out for him at the time because he ended up getting Kawhi Leonard for him. Um, Hell, DeMar DeRozan back to the Raptors wouldn't be crazy at this point. But um, Porzingis to Toronto isn't insane. Porzingis, if you're the Mavericks, it gets him into the Eastern Conference. He's out of your life, so he can't come back and burn you. Um, and if you, you know, you get, they, they can't count on Porzingis anyways. So Norman Powell is instant points. Norman Powell will be good like now because he's still playing for money. So he'll play for money for you going into the playoffs. He's a good pressure player. And that's one thing with Norman I'll give him credit for. Norman Powell will hit a shot like he's not scared to take a shot like in the clutch. Like he, he, he can, like he's, you know what I mean? He's got ice in his veins, but he's one of these guys that picks, he picks and chooses what he wants to try. And it's a perfect year for him now. The Raptors suck. Everyone's out. For some reason, he never got COVID. Everyone else did. And he's able to take the only shots in a free agent year. It's worked out perfectly for him. He's a nice guy, Norman Powell. He's a nice guy. He's a good guy. So I'm not like, I'm not like disparaging it, but I'm just saying that. You know, I mean, we're not, I'm not paying you big money, bro, and you're putting up these big numbers, so good luck elsewhere. He's like Jeremy Grant and Denver. It's a good comparison. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you're good, bro, but, and yeah, you can score a lot of points, but you're scoring a lot of points on a bad team, and you can't be a guy, you, you know what I mean? You're not a guy guy. You're just a guy, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But Porzingis to the Raptors makes sense, because if you're the Mavericks, it gets them out of, you know, it's, you know, it's all right, it's Eastern Conference, he's gone. And if you're the Mavericks and you dropped in Norman Powell, who's instant points, and he's tough, he's won a title, he's played in big games, and an OG who's tough, and I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want this deal. I'm a Raptor fan. I'm just telling you, though, that the Raptors are blowing this thing up right now, and Porzingis is available, right? So, and Masai Ujiri, and I bring this up because Masai Ujiri did try to trade for Porzingis more than once. More than once when he was on the Knicks. Like, in fact, in the old days, it was known that Masai has, like, a Porzingis obsession. Maybe now he's seen him in the league a few years. Porzingis is really skilled and talented, but he's not tough. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's, that, that's the problem. You can't trust him. Yet the Raptors, you got to look at the Raptors' perspective. Free agent stars aren't going to sign there, really. The shine of the title is gone. It's another country. Toronto's a great city, and Toronto is the same as New York. It's very American-like, but it's still like it's still like different taxes. And like Lou Williams said, it sounds petty, but like Lou Williams, who played for the Raptors, said, "I love Toronto." Lou Williams loved it. He had two girlfriends when he was there, literally, um, <laughs> like at the same time, like openly. They used to show up with both on on each arm. But like no, like Lou Williams said, "I love Toronto," but he said, "You know, it's damn cold." He said, there's always hockey on TV, um, you know, stuff like that. He's like, it's freaking cold. There's always hockey on TV. He goes, you got, I have to get a new cell phone. He goes, the bank account system is like a bitch. He's like, you know, I got to get a new different bank account. And I know it sounds petty, but if you're an NBA player, you're like, it's, there's a lot of negatives to this. You're like, what? I'm getting taxed 46, 80, 48%. 
And what? Like, you know, and it's cold as hell. What? And and what? We're second class citizens to like the hockey team, the Leafs. What? You know what I mean? There's a lot of what's along the way here. So if you know what I mean, you you know, European guys like Canada, they like Toronto, you know, and Montreal and, and, and hockey and stuff because it's European like in a way too. That's why they wanted the Greek freak. Giannis was a perfect fit for Toronto. Like there's like hundreds of thousands of Greeks in Toronto and like it just would have been perfect, but it, it wasn't meant to be. So the Raptors situation is interesting. There doesn't really seem, like I said, I'm looking at uh, Woj and uh, that uh, Shams right now, Matthias, and there's nothing really blowing up here uh, about players. You look at, you know what I mean? Um, the, the biggest names, the biggest names Shams reporting right now Heat and 76ers in talks with Kyle Lowry and the Raptors. We know this. Uh, Woj reports that Norman Powell is also being sought after by multiple teams right now. Magic and Rockets discuss an Aaron Gordon deal. Poor Aaron Gordon. Well, he did go from Orlando to, to Houston. <laughs> poor, come on, man. That's Magic and Rockets. Yeah, poor guy. Like, he wants out of Orlando, and rightfully so. He's been there forever. He's not, a, like, a squawker for wanting out. He's a right, like, Aaron Gore deserves out of Orlando. Let him go, but don't screw him and trade him to a crap team now. Everybody in Los Angeles is wondering, do the Lakers get Andre Drummond? Because right now, a lot of Laker fans, they're drooling over the fact that they could get big man Andre Drummond, thinking they get Andre, hey. they become unstoppable. I don't want to upset Laker fans. I know we have a lot of Laker fans tuning in. I love the Laker organization. Uh, but Laker fans, you guys are like, you're going to be sounding like me as a Raptor fan in a couple of months. Well, we're blowing it up. It was a good run. <laughs> the Lakers are done. All right? You think you think LeBron's coming back and AD are going to come back and they're magically going to beat everyone in the NBA? Come on, man. That ain't happening. Uh, it's funny because it changes everything. Because I thought I was thinking about that. If the Lakers, let's say AD wasn't hurt and LeBron wasn't hurt, we'd be hearing we'd be hearing the Lakers in talks. Oh, Lakers and you know Kyle Lowry, Lakers, Norman Powell. Norman Powell's from Los Angeles, all right. Um, um, you know, like you'd hear all this, but now nah, the Lakers know now almost. They're like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What we got these guys coming back right before the playoffs, and they're they're both you know like really. You know, like uh, you know, they, this almost a write-off for the Lakers, in my opinion. The Lakers are screwed. They're going to get bounced in the playoffs, bro. Um, look how fragile they are. They're terrible suddenly. Like without LeBron and AD, um, it's just a fragile operation. If these if the Lakers lose every game for the rest of the year and somehow make the playoffs, and LeBron comes back and they win the title, then you know what? I'll say he's better than Jordan. <laughs> I'll actually shut up and I'll say he's better than Jordan. But that's it, guys. I'm not going to sit here and make rumors up. That's it. And this is from the best in the business. Shams and Woach. Blah, blah, yeah, who, you know, whatever. Lori Markkinen. Chicago Bulls and talking about trading Lori Markkinen. Um, the Lonzo Ball stuff is interesting. Where there has been reports about Lonzo Ball to Toronto. So, I don't know. You know what I mean? The Raptors are in a weird spot. Are they going to retool now? Are the Raptors going to shock everyone and Masai is like disappearing? But, you know, he's going to say, you know what? Look, we just got Porzingis and Lonzo Ball. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Are they going to shock everyone? Lonzo Ball is getting traded. We didn't get to that. He's getting traded. He didn't play tonight. Why? You believe he was hurt? I don't. Right? He's another one. 
they don't want to pay him. Right, and the thing is with Lonzo, he Lonzo was not good when he came to the league. The Lakers shouldn't have drafted him. I said it at the time. Said they should take the Aaron Fox. Um, that's one thing I was right about. I'm not always right, but I was right about that. But the thing with Lonzo is Lonzo's getting better all the time. Lonzo is good. Lonzo Ball is a good player, and you guys know. I'll admit when I was wrong. Like I, Lonzo was not good before. He was a liability before, right? Lonzo is good, but he's still a liability. All right, he's good defensively now, but his his outside shooting, you can't win in the NBA unless your guards can hit shots. Simple as that. The Clippers, Gabe. I wouldn't mind him in L.A. Well, of course you do. You guys in L.A., you Clipper guys, you just think you do want every star and throw it in there. What about the chemistry? <laughs> what about the chemistry? Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? I, I think that he would be a distraction. I think that he would be a good asset to the team, and his three-point shooting has actually gotten a lot better. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, no, it has. It has. It's still erratic, but it has. And his defense is pretty good, too, actually, which that is surprising. Know, He's great on defense. Yeah. He's long. He's yeah, he wasn't before, though. He wasn't before, but he, he is now. Yeah, I, I give credit. Yet, with all that being stated, New Orleans don't want to pay him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're like, we got it. We're paying Brandon Ingram big money. How much is Zion going to cost soon enough, bro? Well, we're already year two into Zion. You know what I'm saying? They're paying him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, it's basically you got to pick and choose. You can pay three guys. And they're, the New Orleans are thinking, no. We don't want to give Lonzo Ball massive money. And somebody will, and we're not going to be the ones to do it. And that's why he didn't play tonight. So the question is, who is? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I keep seeing Lonzo Ball to the Raptors. So are the Raptors going to trade for Lonzo Ball, trade Powell, trade Kyle Lowry, and then throw Lonzo Ball with Fred Van Fleet together? As JR Jim Ross says, looks like business about to pick up. <laughs> Please tell me what's going on. Jerry Palm next. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon we are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Management Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. We're kicking it on Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's bring in one of the great ones and one of my favorite guests, Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, CBSSports.com, joins us. Jerry, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? 
Um, better than the Big Ten, but only slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I want to thank your Purdue Boilermakers for uh, ruining, yeah. uh, ruining my weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't, wasn't great for my weekend either. So, all that being stated, listen, I'm a Michigan guy. So, uh, Jerry, we sent nine teams. We have one left standing. The Big Ten hasn't won a title in 20 years, 21 years, uh, since uh, the year 2000. Is it time for self-reflection uh, right now, Jerry? I mean, everybody always criticizes the Pac-12, and we'll get to them in a second. But what about the Big Ten? What do you make of this collapse? Yeah, it's just a, an all-out face plant. There's no other way to describe it. Rutgers and Maryland, each one is lower seeded teams a game and Rutgers you know coughed up the Houston game I mean they had that thing in the bag and just completely gave it away but Iowa got crushed uh, Purdue got beat by a 13 Illinois uh, lost to their in-state not a team they don't even consider a rival just one no-show after another Ohio State probably the most egregious just flat out not showing up for the Oral Roberts game they played with energy um, to match Oral Roberts for maybe 15 minutes in that game, but for the most part were uh, spectators. And uh, there isn't anything you could say. I mean, this is a league that was handed um, some really good seeds that they had earned over the course of the regular season and then just didn't show up. And, you know, Michigan did. And Michigan's playing shorthanded uh, without Isaiah Livers, which I don't know how much longer they can get away with that. Uh, but Brooks has still been nicely. And uh, it's just, you know, I think that, you know, that their long-term prospects are going to depend on Isaiah Liberty getting healthy, and it doesn't look like that's happening. Jerry Palm with us. And, Jerry, you know, just about the Big Ten as well. Bro, this tournament is in Big Ten country. Like, Purdue lost well, yeah, at but home, essentially. You know, that's well, the that would be great me. if you had – it'd be nice if you had, you know, 14,000 people in Mackey Arena cheering on a Big Ten team, but you don't. You know, no, I know. Well, it's it, probably a good thing. It, they wouldn't have been booing. That's not how – it's being played in Indiana, but it's not like you, you have this great home crowd advantage. It's, it's better to have the fans that we've had. And I've been to – I was at a game in Mackey, and I was at a game at Lucas Oil as a fan – and, you know, it's nice to have some, some fans there uh, and some noise, but it's not the same. No, I know. And I like the atmosphere on TV. I'm loving the games at Hinkle. Uh, I just, you know, I'm loving it. Oh, with the sun. Great. Yeah, the sun shining through, and it's just super cool. But I'm just stating, like, you know, everything's set up perfectly. And, you know, not to pick on Purdue. I'm pissed they cost me a parlay, uh, Jerry. Never mind my bracket. But just the fact that we saw Villanova pick the same team apart after. It's like, come on, guys. And across the board, even though I was on Oral Roberts, Jerry, it's not like these Big Ten teams lost at the buzzer. You know what I mean? Like, they all pretty no. much wilted. Like, they got their will broken by inferior talent, opponents. They got outcoached. Like, we can go down. We can go down the list. But So you say Michigan. What do you think about the rematch against Florida State? Last time they played in a situation like this, it was 58-54. Should be a little bit more higher scoring. What do you think about this matchup? Well, if it is higher scoring, that does not bode well for Florida State. I don't think they can run with Michigan. I think they have to frustrate them with their defense and, and make it a, a difficult, low-scoring game. Uh, for Florida State to win, they can do it. They've got great athletes. They've got some pretty good players that can that can score. Um, but they need to. I think for Florida State, it's their defense, their athleticism, uh, the way that they press you and put pressure on you the entire game uh, that makes them very difficult to play. Uh, Michigan has. You know, a few days to prepare. I think Florida State's one of those teams that's really tough on the second day, you know, when you're playing two days later. But still, you know, this is a game where Michigan's going to need all hands on deck. They're going to have to take care of the ball. Uh, and if they, if they can do that, then they've got a pretty decent chance because, you know, Michigan in the half court 
is going to have advantages over Florida State, probably on both ends of the floor. So for, for Florida State, you know, they, they really they, they need good play. Uh, they need good shooting, but they really need their defense to, to work and get them easy buckets. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com uh, with us, and it's a uh, must-visit uh, for those of you that are following the tournament. I just don't say this because Jerry's uh, with us, but I think you guys do the best job uh, with college basketball during the season and as well, especially uh, during the tournament as well. And um, as I saw at CBSSports.com, uh, the Sweet 16 field, is this the highest seeding ever? So in 1986, yeah. there you know the combined number of seeds guys in the sweet 16 added up to 89 this year it's 94 wow they don't call it march madness for nothing how much longer can this run go on like for Oral roberts or does this stuff all sort of come crashing down uh this this weekend what do you make about the sweet 16 and can come can these um bigger seeds continue the uh, the run probably not uh, not through two more games. I mean, Oral Roberts is a 15 seed for a reason, right? It's, you know, they didn't play a great schedule. They had a number of bad losses. I mean, you know, they had a, a so-so season. Now they've got two, you know, pretty good players. I mean, one is the leading scorer in the nation. Uh, Ace Smith it was like 24 points a game. And, uh, Obama, oh, Banner. I was going to say Obama. Yeah, I always think of Bannon, bro. I didn't say yeah, yeah, I was thinking about O'Bannon. O'Bannon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been terrific too. But it, you know, at some point they're going to regress to the mean, right? They're, they, it's not reasonable to think that they can get through uh, six or even four games at the level that they've been playing. And at some point they're going to run across somebody that's just too good. Uh, and I don't know if that's going to be this round, uh, but it's certainly going to be next round. So they, they need to enjoy their run while they while they have it. Uh, but no, I don't think we're going to see a 15 seed in the final four now. You know Loyola as an eight. You know maybe that could maybe they could repeat their magic. I mean I already beat the one, the two still alive, but everybody else in the bracket they're seated higher than in their region. So you know Loyola might be able to do it. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, everybody's looking up to Gonzaga or maybe Baylor. You know it's it's those two teams, and as far as I'm concerned, there's a big gap between those two and whoever you like is number three. I agree, Jerry. My bracket's busted, but that is my final. Uh, well, who's this, versus though? Baylor. Yeah, God, I know. Like, I'm just hoping that exactly um, that that maybe I can rack up some points as we go along. I still do have some teams left standing. So speaking of left standing, uh, a lot of people was a trendy pick, Winthrop to knock off Villanova, and Villanova gets it done. Then they roll the mean green, so they're still left standing without Gillespie. But I think the bell is about to toll for the Villanova right now. Baylor are that good. I don't see how. Villanova keep up with Baylor here. What's your take on that? Yeah, exactly. They they have been they've done well to do what they could with you know the matchups they got. Uh, took care of Winthrop. I, I was among those that picked Winthrop, but you know they've had a uh, they've had a great you know weekend. Uh, got to the Sweet 16 without Colin Gillespie is is, uh, is quite an accomplishment. And I don't know what they got for Baylor, but probably not much. So how about the Pac-12? Unbelievable. If there was a conference that needed a boost and you know, a shot, a vaccination, so to speak, <laughs> um, you know, some self-esteem, it was the Pac-12, and they're getting it in a big way right now. Although, it's really just like two states. It's Los Angeles and then the Beavers and the Ducks. So it's not fully the yeah. conference, but nevertheless, we got to give these guys credit. And, hey, they're going to the Elite Eight. Someone's going to the Elite Eight. So who do you think goes to the Elite Eight, USC or the Ducks? Um... I'm going to go with USC. Uh, I, the USC has got the guy. 
that's hard for everybody else to handle in Evan Mobley. You know, one of the top well, five players in the country, going to be a very high draft pick next year. And when you got a guy like that, uh, you can make a run in this tournament. You can ride a guy like that. It's, it's easier when it's a guard because the ball's always in a guard's hand and he's not, you know, so they have to get him the ball. But, um, you know, he's been playing very well. I think his brother is also on the team and is playing very well. So I, I kind of like USC. But uh, Oregon, you know, the Oregon gets a bye into the, into the game against Iowa uh, and then just throttles Iowa. And, you know, Iowa is a team that if you'd asked me a month ago, I'd have pegged for an early out because they don't play defense. And at some point in this tournament, you got to play defense. And then they played three weeks of really good defense. And so I started buying into it again and then I give up 95 to Oregon. So I remember, yeah. Jerry, I'll give you credit. You said on this show about three weeks ago, Iowa will lose wearing white jerseys. And you were yeah. right. You were right. But I yeah. tell you what, man, what a performance by Garza. Like, I don't like these oh. NBA guys. If they don't like them, like, they're like, well, we're not sure about it. What, what are you sure about? What, well, you're not sure yeah, about the three-point shot? You're not sure about the 24 points a game? You're not sure about the size? You're not sure about the character? What's there not to like about this kid? Yeah, you know, the NBA, he's still a mostly back-to-the-basket guy. He can extend. Um, but he's still mostly a back-to-the-basket guy. It just doesn't seem to be any room for that in the NBA anymore, which is unfortunate uh, because I think guys like that can be valuable, but that's just not the way they're playing the game. So yeah. you get these big centers, uh, especially post guys, and there's just there's no post game in the NBA uh, anymore. So the really good posts don't really have much of a chance. You've got to have a more diverse game no matter how big you are. Um, I lo- but, yeah, Garth is fantastic. I mean, he's a two-time national player of the year. He's, he's a terrific player. Uh, and it was a shame he didn't get any help uh, against Oregon because uh, that was a terrific performance. Uh, but the Pac-12, going back to your original question, the Pac-12 has got a nice shot in the arm. Um, Oregon State has been fantastic. They got on a roll. They needed to get on in order to even make the NCAA tournament, and they're still going. Uh, the win over Oklahoma State is particularly impressive uh, because that's a team that was playing about as well as anybody and had uh, a fantastic player in Cade Cunningham, and they just they just throttled them. Uh, USC doing to Kansas what they did oh my goodness I mean that was that was unbelievable I actually you know one of my upset picks was for BYU to lose their first game but I had them losing to Michigan State <laughs> and it ended up yeah, being no, I, I, so UCLA <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know good for but good for UCLA I mean it's yeah, Mick Cronin's had a tough year. They lose uh, their best player early on and uh, struggle a little bit at the end of the season, lose four in a row. So, you know, what we've seen is a lot of people think you have to be hot going into the tournament. In or, you know, that, that that's one of the things you look for. But you've got an Oregon State team that was hot going into the tournament, had to be, and is still hot. And then you've got UCLA who lost four in a row going into the tournament, and they're still hot. <laughs> so it, it can go either way. Um, but the Pac-12 – uh, is getting some uh, the much needed love, and it, it's been a long time in both of these sports, you know, the major sports, football and basketball, for the Pac-12 to really get uh, much attention in a good way. And so this is this is really a much needed boost for them. I really like what Cronin's doing, Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, uh, with us. So Jerry, we'll get you out of here in a, in a couple of minutes. I just you brought up UCLA and Alabama. You know, I thought Alabama were a little bit overhyped. 
I've been like, guys, Arkansas, you know, are just as good as Alabama, in my opinion, yet one team's 50 to one and the other team's like 18 to one. But they really are dialing it up a notch. Very impressive uh, win. Uh, Gonzaga are looking great. But what about, I want to get your thoughts on the Syracuse-Houston game before we get you out of here. I'm a big Houston Cougar believer. You know, I was hyping them like all year about how, the, you know, this team's for real, this team's for real. But Syracuse are hot right now, as you just talked about, Jerry. Throw, throw everything we know out the window. Don't tell people that. You might lose your job, right? And we don't know. <laughs> Teams are hot. Right. They, they struggle. Yeah. They're cold. They come in. And Syracuse are a tough team to read, but it's the Bayheim show right now. Buddy and Jim, yep. how do you think they match up against uh, Houston? It almost feels like one of these Rutgers-Houston games that comes down the wire, 63-60. Maybe. Uh, I think 63-60 is something Houston would take. Uh, that that certainly plays more to their style uh, than Syracuse. Syracuse is going to want to be able to shoot uh, and light up the scoreboard a little bit. I I felt like Syracuse was going to go as far as Buddy Bayheim takes him. And if he has another big shooting day, if Houston can't do much with him, uh, then that, they've got a chance to get beat. So you know, it's, uh, they're going to have to lock down Buddy Bayheim in particular. If they can do that, uh, Syracuse is going to have a really rough night. Jerry, it's always a pleasure, sir. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. I uh, always love talking college basketball with you. Keep up the great work over at CBSSports.com. Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? It's okay. Breathe. You found it. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We are the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it the edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Again, we're into the three-minute warning here. Level three, we could go for another 180 minutes, but we're not. Quickest 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio. Uh, the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers are blowing up in our chat right now. People talking about the Clippers, that Clippers just need that, the Clippers need this. What do the Clippers need? You know what the Clippers need? The Clippers need Kawhi Leonard to deliver. I know you got that beautiful $17 million mansion, bro. I saw the pictures today. It looked great. Beautiful home. Whatever, dude. You went there. You know, you and Uncle Dennis caused havoc in the NBA, went all college style, tried to get people to give you helicopters and planes and shares of the team and under the table side deals. God knows what Balmer really did in the end. Um, you wanted Paul George. You sabotaged like different franchises, traded, got players traded, went behind teams' backs, lied to the Lakers. You wanted Paul, if I get Paul George. So we give you $300 million, we give you Paul George. Now I need more, so we get more. So I, I want my boy Ibaka. I got my boy Ibaka. Fire the coach. It's Doc Rivers' fault. Fire the coach. Like at some point, and you know what? And I love Kawhi Leonard, one of my favorite players of all time, even though we put a knife in our back. Um, one of my favorite players of all time. At some point, Kawhi, you have to deliver to Mr. Steve Ballmer. Ballmer paid you to win, bro. 
Not to, I need this guy, I need that guy. Oh, it's this guy's fault and this and that. You know what I mean? I, you know, Ballmer paid you to win. I don't know if there's an owner in sports that wants to win a title that hasn't won a title as much as Steve Ballmer. Right? And what more does Ballmer got to do? You wanted Paul George. He's your buddy. You got him. You know what I mean? Oh, you want Sergi Baca? You won with him in Toronto. All right, we got him for you. Oh, you don't like the coach in Doc Rivers. All right, he's gone. Even though he's good, he's gone. Oh, you don't like that Montrose Harrell kid because he mouthed off to you, right? Oh, he's gone. All right, what more do you want, bro? At some point, Kawhi, it's on you, bro. Let's just call it out for what it is. It's true. And, and I tell you what, this window is small. Kawhi Leonard might be 29, 30 years old, but man, he's like he's older than Grady and Sanford and son in real life. Brett Favre has better knees than Kawhi Leonard. And I love him. Just spitting truth and rage. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.